Hey, hi, hello, how are we all doing? Thank you for tuning in again and listening to Unapologetically Reggie. This is Reggie Osan, and today I've got a guest speaker on. She is not speaking anonymously, she is speaking openly, and I am so excited about it because this lady, I actually made friends with her on Instagram. She's another mummy, and I actually bought earrings from her, and those earrings were oh my god I love them um they're very classy elegant you know right up my street what I love right but that's why you know like she's not here for her jewelry right she's here to talk about the real things that I speak about we're going to be covering why do people do the things that they do why do elders think they deserve so much more respect you know do we not deserve respect we're going to be going through a lot of things right and if you want to talk on here with me openly or anonymously, just email me, okay? Reach out to me and let's arrange it. It does not matter where you're from across the globe, okay? I know I have listeners in Australia, Canada, um, America. It does not matter where you are. If you want to join me, then let's get talking and let's um, email me, okay? Email me, let's arrange something, let's get talking. Let's sort it out because I want to hear your voice, right? I want you to be able to speak openly and, um, you know, don't feel afraid. We shouldn't feel afraid anymore. You know, people are too afraid of, oh my God, what if I hurt somebody? What if I do? No. We need to stop hiding under the carpet, behind the curtains, and actually come out and say, listen, we're not tolerating it anymore. Let's not deal with this crap anymore. Anyway, enough of me talking. I'm going to introduce Komal to you guys. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. I will have her Instagram handle um, in the information which you guys can see. Um, otherwise, I will tell her to mention it as well. I will also mention it at the end. Um, but yeah, Komal, I am looking forward to speaking to you and let's get started. So guys, I now have Komal with me and um, yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm quite excited. So um, I don't know if you saw my stories on Instagram. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be doing a talk with somebody on here and we've made friends <laughs> on here. So I'm, I'm quite excited about it because I was telling everyone that um, you're like me, like you're quite passionate about these things. You're quite open, quite vocal, you know, um, and you don't take shit, do you? No, I don't. I don't because I think... I mean, we'll go on into it, but I think, you know, I've tried to echo it on my page a lot, which is mum, uh, at mama underscore Coco, which is a mamahood page. But I do try to talk about, you know, self-worth, self-care. And I think, you know, just what we're going to go on to talk about, there's a lot about self-worth that needs unpicking for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how you how you allow yourself to be treated. Yeah. Um, you know. So, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, so a lot of people, um, so in my other talks and what I talk about on Instagram, um, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, please do. But um, I talk a lot about how in-laws treat daughter-in-laws, you know, wrong. Um, and it's funny, I get a lot of messages saying, why don't you ever talk about the positive side? Why don't you ever talk about the good side? And I just think, well, yeah, if I talk about the good side, um, people will just think, okay, fine. But if I talk about the bad side, then maybe they can learn from it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the reason 
talk about. Yeah. You're talking about things that people hesitate to listen to because speaking the truth in our culture makes people uncomfortable. Oh, it really that does. Is... And, you know, we need to shed light to other to the older generation, to our generation, to the younger generation, that these things have happened or are still happening and there are ways that you can manage it to make your situation better. I mean, we are both girl moms. We would never want our children to go through the experiences that we hear about or what we may have personally gone through just because we feel like we are raised to believe we have to fit a certain mould. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really important to be able to explain and raise my children in a way, both my son and my daughter, not just my daughter, yeah. educate them, you know, on the things that have happened and how you shouldn't, you should learn from those experiences and, and ensure that history doesn't get repeated. <laughs> yeah that's it I mean I think it's good that you're saying both son and daughter like so I've just got a girl but I feel like I know this is gonna sound really bad but I feel like if I had a son first I probably wouldn't speak out as much just because like I would speak out but I wouldn't be as passionate about it or maybe I would be I think I'm passionate about it anyway you know without kids yeah. but I think yeah more so if I, if I had a boy I think I'd kind of want him to go down the path of how his dad is his dad doesn't tolerate well his dad he's not here yet you know but my husband doesn't tolerate um shit he doesn't he's very middle ground you know he'll say it how it is you know if someone's wrong he'll say it um so I'd always think if I had a son then you know I want him to pick up whatever he picks up from the dad you know but then because I had Monique instantly I was like oh my god I'm so protected I'm like no one is gonna hurt her no one is gonna talk bad to her no one is gonna make her feel like crap that she's not worthy of anything and those no ones that I'm talking about I'm not talking about my family or like his family or you know friends neighbors I'm talking about when she gets older and like when she has when she gets married you know and I was actually speaking to a friend of mine and she was like and I was speaking to my mum about it as well. She's like, she's only seven months. You know, why are you thinking that far ahead? And I'm like, but you do. Because, like, especially now, we've received so many messages, you know, of women saying that I genuinely thought that marriage was going to be easy or that my in-laws were really nice, you know. Um, before the wedding they were really nice and then we got married and then they changed you know I'm thinking I do not want Monique to go through this but not only my daughter I wouldn't want your lot to go through it I wouldn't want anyone's family to go through it anyone's child to go through it you know um, yeah. and it, it's just crazy like I think it's good that you know you've got the mindset of you're gonna teach you you know your children um, but yeah I mean what do you think then so um we've got a list here so um, of a few different topics and i think let's talk about respect first um respect is something so um, okay in my household i'm being open here now right in my household if somebody was wrong um okay let's talk about my parents i'm just trying to i'm just trying to think now out of my mum and dad my dad will be the one who'll be more inclined to say i'm sorry okay let's forget about it whereas my mum, oh my god she's as stubborn as anything right (laughs) 
she'll be like, what? What happened? You know? And when I look at it, I think it's um, just what she's learnt from her family, you know? They don't say sorry, or maybe they do, I don't know. Maybe they have different ways of dealing with problems, you know? But a lot of families, they do say, because I'm older than you, you have to respect me. Even if they've done wrong. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you think about that? As soon as you just even talk about it, it makes my it makes my my blood going. Like <laughs> it's I, I, it really really frustrates me. This whole notion of I'm older I'm older than you. Respect me. Um, you're the daughter-in-law. Respect me. You're the daughter. Respect me. Now I was I'm one of three girls, so I don't have brothers. So and in our house initially, you know, my dad was kind of like the stricter one. My mum's always been chilled out and you know my dad was very strict as we grew up like we weren't allowed to go out we weren't allowed to do this we weren't allowed to do that but he was very mindful that I've got three daughters I have to look after them and wrap them up in cotton wool yeah and I don't really remember the time it changed but it was round about my late teens when the, the dynamic shifted and that's when I found my voice very early on and I was like no like I need to educate my dad on a lot of things and Thank God he was open to that education. He was open to accepting, okay, you know what? I am a bit stuck in my ways and maybe I need to see the world through my daughter's eyes. And having those conversations allowed me to grow in so many ways. But also I, I started to see like my parents would put up with external family members, disrespect them. And that's how it all started. I'd be like, why are you letting this older person speak to you this way in front of your children like we respect you so much and then to see you get disrespected is and you just accept it because you think you have been we've all been brainwashed to believe anyone older than you you must respect and I over the years have just not stood for that Mm. if you respect me I will respect you it's as simple as that I don't care who you are how old you are, what your relation is to me, if you are unable to respect me as an individual, then I have no capacity to respect you either. And that doesn't mean I go out of my way to disrespect that person. It's just I don't hold value for that person in my life, right? I won't allow them to make certain comments to me. I won't let them have a judgment on my life or what I'm doing because to me I'm like you don't understand where I'm coming from yeah so I have choices here either I educate you (laughs) or I decide you're too ignorant to be educated so I'm just gonna leave it yeah but I feel like but I feel like the whole educating is a bit hard though because a lot of people aren't willing to listen. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to grow. They're not willing to change. You know, they're stuck on this narrow path and they can't see anything more than that. So what do you that's do then? A, you just that, That's a mentality thing, right? And I, and I think there are so many people... Like, for example, in terms of, like... I've had... Of course, I've had issues with my in-laws, right? Yeah. Over the years. And little things, big things... And every time, initially, when I got married, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, which was went against every part of my being, right? Yeah. Um, but I was the first daughter in law, didn't really know how to handle it. And then it got to a point where 
much, you know, it was not, it wasn't received well. But repeatedly, repeatedly over the years, just putting boundaries in, talking, putting boundaries in, talking, heated discussions, not having heated discussions, you know, the conversation, you never know which way it's going to turn. You're right. The other person has to be receptive of what you're saying. Otherwise, you might as well talk to a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. And, and, And I was fortunate enough that over the years, not initially, it's taken a long time, where I finally felt heard and I felt like change was going to happen. Um, but some people are just stuck in a mindset where they can't... All they know is, I'm older, you're younger, yeah. I speak, you listen, I tell you what to do and you do it. I say jump, you say how high. Yeah. And those are not worth your energy, in my in my opinion. I would keep them at arm's length because if through education they're not willing to reciprocate or be open or listen, um, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to yeah, get anywhere. Yeah, you're not. You really aren't because, okay, so I've been in a situation where I have been told that I have to act a certain way or I have to behave a certain way, you know, and they were only used to seeing me being quiet or being, um, you know, only laughing around my husband. And as soon as I had a voice and I spoke up and I was like, I'm not having this anymore, you know, it's pointless. I'm, I'm, I'm literally crying. I'm literally feeling like crap, you know, um, having anxiety, panic attacks, all that. I thought I'm not, I'm not dealing with it anymore. So anyway, when I did try to make them understand, right, I actually felt like I was hurt the first time and then it happened again so I had another conversation and I felt I was heard the second time and what I've learned is that there's some people out there who will only agree with you to make you happy but they're still just set in their ways they're not going to change you know they'll say things to you to make you happy and to make you feel like okay I I have been heard and you know what they actually want to get on with me or they actually want to make a change but really yeah. that's them what i feel is them controlling you yeah you know wiggling their fingers around in a certain way so okay if i lift this finger up and say this instead and put the other finger down which is me being controlling or being no don't is my way respect me or whatever then that's a way of them to say okay um I've said what you want to hear. I've agreed to whatever you want me to agree to, but I'm only saying yeah. it so you feel like I'm agreeing. Um, and then they control you because once somebody says, yeah, okay, I agree with you, I'm going to make a change, you actually feel like, okay, we're on a new path, isn't it? We've turned a corner. But the, I think this is a prime example of, in our culture, we just brush everything under the carpet. I mean, the carpet needs changing. Like, there is so much crap under this carpet. Yeah, yeah. We have that, Jolokwini, you know, just brush it off, brush it off, brush it yeah. off. And n- nothing changes. And when you're faced in a situation where you feel like nothing's changed, you've got one of two options, in my view. Either you keep going in the hope that one day it's going to change, or you preserve your energy for something else. Because th- that takes this education, this wanting to change, this changing mindset takes a lot of energy and it's not just up to us as daughter-in-laws or up to us as daughters like that the other generation have to they have to be willing to do that otherwise it doesn't work 
Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, a prime example is my dad, right? Oh, my God. My dad is one of those. Oh, just forget about it. It doesn't matter. Forget about it. You know, do you want some food? Should we order a takeaway? Oh, just forget about it. You know, um, so what have you been doing then? You know, what's exciting? What's going on in your life? And I'm like, Dad, we can't forget about it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Dad, we need to talk about it. And then he'll come out with some lines like, you know, if you put your energy into this, then this is this, and you should focus your energy into good things. And I'm like, but if you believe in that though, Dad, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. And like you said, it's a generation thing. And I feel like they have this fear of change. But yeah. saying that, we're the new generation, you know? If people who are listening, you know, if we all can make a change and understand that respect comes to everybody. It's like, now we've got daughters, you've got a son as well, right? We've got children. Just as much as we want them to listen to us and respect us, we've got to respect them as well. They don't want cuddles all the time. They don't want yeah. kisses all the time, you know. So we've got to yeah. let them do their own thing, right? We've got to respect that, you know. And if we didn't and we was always taking charge and always saying, no, don't play with that toy or you don't talk to that person, you don't play with that child or you don't do this, then what do we do as we get older and older and older and we still demand things and say no we're the one who are right and you're wrong well we're just as bad as this what's going on then isn't it absolutely and do you know what it is i think um the older generation have a very warped view of what respect looks like and to them if you don't fit their mold in their perception of what they want you to be what they want you to look like you're disrespecting them if you don't adhere to their ideas of what they want you to do in your married life, what they want you to do on a day-to-day, how involved you are in the family, you're disrespecting them. If you put in boundaries for your own family life, you're disrespecting them. And that is, I mean, that they've taken it so out of context, it's unbelievable. I can still respect my mum, my mother-in-law, by still having my own personal space. I can still love, and I can still have... Uh, I can still care about them from a distance. Yeah. I don't have to be living in your pockets to do that or to show you that. Yeah. And this is why I think so many Indian girls have so many issues, like you know, because you got you must hear all kinds of stories. And from what I've heard of your podcast, like when I hear other people's story, I just I want to sh- I want to scream. I want to <laughs> shout. I want to like. I
I'm like, where's the man at? Where's the husband Yeah, at? well, this is what I was just going to say, because you just said you and your husband have gone through, like, he's gone through a growth, the changes yeah. you both have gone through, challenges you both have gone through, right? Now, this is the thing, when you get married, right, the husband does not expect his mum or sister or brother or whoever to react the way that they react, to say the things that they say, right? It's a shock to the husband, yeah. isn't it? That their yeah. family's doing that. So I feel like with a lot of these women um, that are going through the problems, the husband are still in shock mode. But they yeah. need to step up. They need to understand that, okay, so I don't know about you, Kamal, right? But I really believe that um, when you get married, you're getting married to the person who you really think you are in love with and have a connection, call it uh, soul partners, call it, you know, deep love, call it, you know, I don't know, you were together in the past life or something. I don't know, right? That's why you've yeah. gotten married to them. Now, why is it that, and I understand, <coughs> excuse me, I understand that the husband can have a shock by um, the parents or the siblings, but why is it that he gets scared then, you know? Like, it's either my family or the wife. It's either I sit by my family or I sit by my wife. That's the person who you did your vows with, you were truly in love with them, and all of a sudden, it's... I can't speak up for you, you know. Yeah. I'll listen yeah. to my family put you down. I'll listen to my family disrespect you. I'll listen to my family insult you. But you're the love of my life. Yeah. And this, I struggle with this because when it shouldn't be my family, <coughs> my wife. Your wife is now part of your family. Like, get that through your head. Like, you are now starting a new chapter in your life. You're going to start a family with this woman. That is your new family. Not to forget your old family, but you now have to find a way of managing both. And what I've heard over the years through family and friends, whatever, is, you know, the husband's very quick to say to the wife, don't say anything. You shouldn't have said that to mommy, it upset her. You shouldn't have done this to my sister, it upset her. Yeah. But yet they won't say to the sister and mom, you said this and it upset my wife. Yeah. Right? They always want to shut the wife, shush the wife, right? Mold so much into my family that I should never have to say to you, don't say this or don't act this certain way. But what people forget is a lot of women, they get married, they move their whole world for one person. Let's face yeah. it, they do. Yeah, they do, yeah. They, they, they leave their family, their friends, their job, you know, they move to a whole new area. We there's all that adjustment to do and then there's a whole new family that you're 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 having to adjust to yeah so you know for me i just think for a man if you are confident enough to say to your wife don't do this because it upsets my family don't you know behave this way because it upsets my family then you need to have the guts to be able to say the same thing to your mother to your sister to your grandma whoever it is yeah that may be upset to your wife because it's not fair it's just not fair to be only targeting one person and it's not just the daughter-in-law's responsibility to keep that family set up going everybody has to adjust yeah 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 that's it i feel like so um, i was having a conversation um with my, with my husband about it right and i was saying to him like okay so when we got married 
Like, what did you think? Like, did you think everything was going to be fine? Did you, like, you know, I wanted to know his thoughts, right? Because we never had this conversation. And he actually said to me, he goes, I thought everything would be fine. Like, you'll just fit in, you know? Um, And anybody who's listening, I haven't really shared my journey. And I I don't really want to because that side of me, I I put to bed, right? A lot of people ask me, do you get on with your in-laws? Because you're sat here talking about in-laws, you know, are these your own problems? And I'm like, no, you know. Um, But a lot of husbands do think, and wives too, you know, they do think that when I move into my in-laws' house, um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be like a bed of roses. We're going to get on, you know. I knew them beforehand. We was good, and it's going to be good then. Um, and that's what I thought. But what I didn't realise was that sometimes people have thoughts that they don't share. Um, and re- people are really good at just putting on a mask and being happy and saying how are you doing you know just being nice to your face right um but then when you actually live with them you know colors soon show colors soon come out you know it could be that you've just placed a mug somewhere and they don't like it you know and they're like why did you do that why didn't you just go and wash it and put it away you know and it's like to hear that honestly because I've had that conversation and I've said it to whoever I speak to like okay if I have a son right I'd want him to I'd teach him from a young age right listen hustle make your money and save it okay because when you get married you're not going to be living here son you're going to be living in another place and some people have actually said to me how can you do that like that's your son don't you want him to live with you and I'm like no because I want, I feel like also it's healthy that if he, that's him and his wife, that's his little family, right? So if they do things together, like you said, as parents, we're always here. We're not going to disappear now. It's not that, okay, it's you and your wife and it's just you two. If you need support, you need food, you need whatever you want to get together, let's do it. But yeah. be in your own house. Yeah. 
going to be our children. I get that. That doesn't mean we have to treat them like children for the rest of their life. There's yeah. a difference. And this is what I feel like the older generation haven't got their head around. We are always their children to them. They only see this 10-year-old child that they will control. Whereas in my view, once Gunnam gets to adult life, I want to have a healthy adult relationship with him. Yeah. But still that love for him that he's my son still have the love for my daughter because she's my daughter but you know what go and flee spread your wings do what you want to do and if you ever need to have the home comfort we are here waiting with open arms and after everything that I've seen and everything I've been through that is so important to me I don't want them living in my space because I just know it's human nature to start getting under everyone's skin yeah Um, and that's where things pear-shaped but this whole expectation of us living with the the in-laws to begin with is so crazy I mean when I spoke to my colleagues just before I got married uh my white colleagues to be specific you know they were like you're gonna live there (laughs) what with your (laughs) in-laws why do you don't you have money for a house yeah we do why aren't you moving out why are you living there and you don't realize that's what I mean we're so brainwashed into thinking that this is what we just do so you don't question it yeah yeah this is what i have to put up with you don't question it um but we have to where's the change gonna start we we have to change it now we we do have to change it i mean it's funny you say that because like okay so i always say if i knew that living with in-laws would cause complications or you know headaches right I would not have spent my hard-earned coins on anything and everything, right? I would have got a deposit, I would have got a place, and you yep. would have lived in that, right? But yep. no one tells you these things. But yep. even if, even if you hear these things, cause I've got to say, right, so I had a beauty business before I got married, and all my clients, uh, they were mainly Jewish, my clients, and I had a handful of um, Sikh clients, right? And all of them, including the Jewish clients, told me that they had in-law problems. I said, right. no, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> now, Oli Cornwell can see my expression. <laughs> you guys can't see my expression. Um, now, I genuinely said that. I said, look, that's your lot's problem. Like, my mother-in-law's safe, you know, like, my in-laws are safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone's good, you know? And then when I got married and then I understood that okay and it makes sense what you're saying like that's that is you know my mother-in-law is the queen of that house right I come in and I'm like okay let's do this or let's do that or let's do this you know and then it's like what the hell are you doing like I'm comfortable you know and if somebody could tell you look these are the possibilities of what can happen it would be good for you to save up good for your husband to save up and get a place beforehand you know if somebody could tell you that, I would advise everyone to just have an open ear to it, you know? Have an open mind. It's not that you will definitely go through it, but it's good to have an open mind to it. Save up. Yeah. Don't just have shut eyes, shut ears, you know, shut mind and think, no, that's never going to happen to me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like even my sisters, for example, both of them are unmarried, but they've seen me get married stay there for like I lived there for about nine ten months then moved out so they've seen me do that and I always say to them 
You don't have to do it the way I did it. I did it because I didn't have anyone older to me to be like, oh, they did it differently. I have options here. Yeah. <laughs> so I always tell my sister, you always have options. And to your listeners, Raji, the people who've shared their stories, I know it sometimes feels like you don't have options, but you always, always have options. You know, yeah. you, it's just a matter of sitting down and unpicking it to the point where you're really brainstorming what those options look like. Yeah. Um, but to stay in an environment that is toxic, to stay in an environment that doesn't serve you, your soul any good, is so damaging, it's unbelievable. And yeah. if you have children, how, how much of a present parent are you when you're carrying all this negative energy you're carrying everybody else's toxic behavior all the time you're dreading the next interaction with that person you're stressed before you even get there you know you're preempting what's going to happen because your blood is going and your anxiety is is all over the place Mm -hmm. we can't be good parents if we're spending all our energy on somebody else on something else yeah it's true Mm. it is true and the other thing is i know a lot of ladies have actually said to me but you know, I'm living with my in-laws, my husband's working, I'm not working though, and I can't stand it, and I need to move out, you know, we have to move out, you know, and my husband will not move out, because he can't afford it, um, yeah. and I always say to him, like, listen, get a job, you yeah. know, I know it sounds <laughs> blunt, doesn't it, but get a job, help him, you know, yeah. it can't just be on one person, you know, it, Absolutely. it needs both to work together. I mean, it's a, it's a partnership. You want something yeah. to happen. You both got a graph to get there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You got to do it together. And the funny thing is, though, right? Um, I remember a while ago. This was when I was like before I'd gotten married, and I clearly remember this. We was at a wedding, right? And I heard some auntie say, "Like, here's me eavesdropping, right, listening to somebody else's conversation." <laughs> but I heard an auntie say to her friend. Such and such had gotten married and they never lived with their in-laws. They bought a house, right? And they moved straight into that house. And that auntie said... Uh, are they? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. How could they do that? Why didn't they live with the in-laws? It was such... Um, they were disrespecting their in-laws because they didn't live with them. And me at that time, though, honestly, because I was young, I thought, I won't do that. I won't yeah. be disrespectful. I'll live with them, you know. But now, looking back, it's not a disrespectful thing at all. It's, it's not, like it's not, and it's it's perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. And we, as this generation, need for that change to happen so that we can have healthy relationships with everybody, with our own parents, with our, you know, with um, our in-laws. You have to have that distance. It's just as simple as that. I'm not talking. You have to move. To three hours away I mean I'm 20 minutes from my in-laws and it's fine it works yeah it works a lot better than it did when I lived in their house Let, let's yeah. put it that way yeah. You know? yeah um but yeah I mean the other thing I really want to talk about is just like the whole expectation thing so you know when I was listening to some of, some of your podcasts just like you know these daughter-in-laws are expected to behave a certain way expected yeah. to do certain things but but nobody ever us as daughter-in-laws what do we expect yeah right mm. like everyone has expectations of us yeah but a minute i left my family 
my friends, my job, my everything to come here. I have expectations of all of you too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, those were the kinds of conversations I had with my animals. You have expectations of me. I have expectations of you. So you, had, mother- those, you had those conversations with them? Yeah. Oh my I mean, God, me- I would love to have these sort of conversations. <laughs> Some were heated, some were not. Um, some were just, we needed to get to the nitty-gritty issues, you know. Yeah. And, of course, initially, there was a lot of pushback. There was a lot of how dare she. There was a lot of ego involved from both sides. I'm not saying I've been an angel. I, I think I've been a terror for them to control over the years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just want to interrupt you there. This is the main thing which I feel like a lot of daughter-in-laws do not pick up on and do not admit. It's ego yeah. on both sides absolutely um, I, I always say there are some discussions now when I look back thinking oh Gormel I almost cringe yeah I don't feel that right and I can I understand why I didn't handle it right now looking back yeah because I was holding on to so many emotions it was too heavy for me to carry so yeah. I'd carry it for as long as I could and then I'd explode and be like ah oh, you've yeah. done this and I'm upset and it would come out in such a like an emotional wreck that yeah. it wasn't coherent it wasn't accurate it wasn't it wasn't doing that conversation wasn't doing any good right i was just like it was just like word vomit like yeah I was just yeah yeah that makes sense out. it makes sense and, yeah and now looking back i think oh god why did i do that but i changed it i grew from that i realized that was not right i said my sorries you know i moved on and every time we had to have a conversation i would ensure that i wasn't I was handling it with a bit more care. I was handling yeah. it with a bit more grace and, you know, and growing. You know, I was young then. Now it's been six, seven years. It's been a long time. I'm a mother now. That changes your perspective on so many things. It does, yeah. So I, haven't been, I, I haven't been ideal for them and they haven't been ideal for me. Yeah. But what I want to send a message on now is we're in a space now where it's so much more healthier. Yeah. Um, I can say things without that dread because I've let go of all the anger. Yeah. You know, they let go of a lot of things. I've let go of a lot of things. But it had to be a joint team. It had to be. Everybody needed to agree on the family goal. We're going to all work together to reach this goal. Yeah. And if everybody's not on board, Raji, there is no way in hell I would have been able to carry everybody with me trying to get to the outcome. It has to be a joint effort. Yeah. So credit my in-laws in the sense that they have definitely taken over the years um and and so have i <laughs> so have i i've yeah. taken a lot of criticism too you know um but it's about constructive criticism it can't just be critique after critique after critique. you're not like this you're not doing this okay so you can't expect me to change as a person completely. The same way I can't expect my mother-in-law, who's in her 60s, to change her mindset completely. It's not going to happen, no. right? That's how they've thought for like 50, 60 years. Like, yeah. um, But it's about being, like we were saying at the beginning of the conversation, it's about being a little bit open yeah. so we can get in and try to change the conversation, try to change the narrative, try to add a bit of education there so that things can start to change so it's definitely taken time um and it's not always been plain sailing but my message to people is if you feel like 
you love yourself enough to not allow anyone to disrespect disrespect you openly, then you have to you have to listen to your gut and you have to stick up for yourself. Don't look to anybody else to do that for you. Yeah. You know? The day I stopped waiting for my husband to intervene and just thought, you know what, I'm going to take matters into my own hands, yeah. was the day, okay, I didn't always do it well initially, but that's the day things changed because I just stopped looking for anybody else to come and save me. I had to do it myself. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like... um. So, we'll go back to the expectations in a minute, but I feel like that what you just said, like, so the advice that I normally give to women are, well, speak to your husband, it's your, first, first thing first, I feel like the husband should be able to speak up and say to his family, you know, stop doing this to my wife, or let's sit down, let's talk about it, let's not do this, let's not get, let it get out of hand, that's first things first, because that is his family, he got married to you, you are the love of his life, you know, you've done your vows, he, it should be up to him. But then, yeah, if you see that your husband isn't playing his part, isn't doing his part, and is staying quiet, or saying to you, don't, don't worry about it, it doesn't matter, just forget about it, you know, or they didn't mean it like that, I know what my family's about. And if it is really hurting you, and you're literally feeling like shit, you dread to see their face, then yeah. I would totally agree. You have to stick up. You have to speak. You have to find that courage and talk. And the thing is, like, I feel like, I don't know about you, Kamal, right? But I feel like a lot of people think that when it comes to speaking to in-laws, right, and actually voicing what you feel, that um, it has to be an argument or that it has to be quite, like, conflicts, shouting in each other's faces, but it's not, because if you think about it, when you speak to your own family, are you shouting? Are you yeah. having an argument? Yeah. Not really, it's right? A, it's just about having an open discussion, isn't it? It's, it's just about saying, look, I need you to know how I feel, because if I don't tell you, as time goes on, I'm just going to hold on to those feelings, and it's going to impact our relationships. So I'd rather just tell you now, this is how I've been made to feel and I would appreciate it doesn't repeat again right that is that is is ultimately the message I'm not going to tolerate this because it makes me feel away but also like when when I laid out my expectations of them I think that's when the penny dropped to some degree because they're like oh yeah that's true we haven't we I said to them you know you expect things from me that you would never do for me right Mm. so when we had that dialogue, as un- uncomfortable as it may have been, it was required. It was it was needed. Yeah. Um, so yes, it doesn't have to be a fist fight. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know. And this is what I mean by ego. You have to let the ego leave the room, because if their own daughter was to sit down and say, "You've made me unhappy," they'd listen to that. So yeah. why does it make it any different for somebody else's daughter to come and do that for, to do the same? I think you it's know? probably because it's like an outsider, isn't it? Like, but we're not as Raji. If we have to do everything that they expect us to do in the capacity of a daughter-in-law, then we're not outsiders. We are no, very much I, part of that family. Yeah, yeah. No, we I totally the, agree with that. Yeah. Surname as them. I mean, that's as much as family's gonna get. Like this, we are family. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you know, I said that to one person, and uh, she goes to me. Uh, 
She goes, I don't like what's going on, you know. And I said to her, well, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. Because in this bigger picture, in the picture that's in the future that I can see, I can still see myself standing next to my husband, you know. <laughs> she went yeah. silent. She didn't know what to say. But yeah, the expectations. I mean, a lot of things are expected from daughter-in-laws, you know. It's like all of a sudden they're supposed to be this traditional wife or, you know, you're expected to keep the house good or cook clean you know look after your husband take care of all his needs and whatever bullshit comes along with it you know um and i don't know about you Kamal, but one thing i really firmly tell all the ladies is don't do anything extra that you wouldn't do in your own house okay don't do it here because the minute that you start doing extra and the minute you start going okay yes i'll do that yes i'll do that yes i'll do that and never say no they'll just expect you to do it more and more and more and um they can just eventually start just walking all over you you know yeah start using yeah. you and i feel like then it's when you're stuck in that typical, you can't say no it's the typical um abuse kindness situation isn't it like a lot of girls do it because they want acceptance and so they will go above and beyond and yeah. they want to satisfy the in-laws so that there's no complaints going back to their the mom and dad yeah. like there's a lot of pressure there right um but you are so right start as you mean to go on that's the best advice i could give any unmarried woman start as you mean to go on don't go in all oh yeah i'm so happy to be here even though you're dreading it don't put on a show because they're gonna eventually see your true colors (laughs) the same way you're gonna see theirs like do what you can and do what makes you happy if you want to make a big ass meal for your family one day do it but it doesn't mean you have to do it every day yeah exactly you do not have to do it every day they were cooking cleaning eating breathing before you got there they know exactly how to function they don't need you to be able to do those simple things in life right i know that's it you don't want them to feel like they've got a chef in the house now you know and they can just relax or they've got a cleaner in the house now and they can relax or you know they've got a maid in the house you know you don't want them to feel like that but i think it's really sad though that um women who do go in and um they do start saying yes 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 and they start doing everything and even if their husband sees it and um sees that their husband uh, that their family is saying to him can you do this and they continuously doing it i know a lot of husbands would speak up because i know some messages i've received they have said that the husband's spoken up and they said you know stop doing that now you know but the wife just struggles to say no um but some husbands just let it happen and i just think what the hell like i want to like i have a lot choice words for husbands like that (laughs) because you know what it is a lot of these men and i don't mean this in a um disrespectful way but a lot of these men have been waited on hand and foot by their mothers Mm -hmm. and so when the wife comes in they just have this notion of that continuing through the wife's role yeah um and it's not entirely their fault because that's what they believe women to do like they are the caregivers they're the providers they're the cookers they're the cleaners and a lot of women naturally are drawn to that because we're so domesticated in that way right like a lot of women will just fall into that role but then men need to get their head around you know in this day and age a lot of women have gone to university started businesses when young they are career-driven, independent, wiser. Yeah. We are a lot wiser. I'm 
sorry to say this, but actually I'm not sorry to say it. We're a lot wiser than the older generation because oh, yeah. we have we have knowledge, and knowledge is power. It mm. is as simple as that. And the men that are getting left behind need to quickly catch up with their wives because if they don't, their wives are just gonna skyrocket to do bigger and better things without them. And that's yep. the truth. Yep, yep, yep. No, it's spot on. It is spot on. But you know what, Kamal, I'm going to end this here because we've had a good chat and I feel like we can carry on talking, but I know, <laughs> we know that we've got um, kids to look after now and, uh, you know, <laughs> we've got mummy duties. Um, but yeah, you know what, thank you for joining me on here um, and Thanks. talking. Yeah, I, you know what, I loved it and we should do it again. Um, we said it. Yeah, and you guys who are listening... Um, do give Kamal a follow on Instagram. Um, what's your handle? So, Mama M U M M A underscore K O K K O. Yeah. So, give her a follow. You'll love her content. She is hilarious. Um, some of the <laughs> things that she does. Oh my god! I just sit there laughing. I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me again, and um, I'll speak to you soon, then. Thank you for having me, Raji. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow, guys, so that was quite an interesting topic. You guys tell me what you guys think. Um, do reach out to me either via email or um, Instagram. And it's appalling, right? Like, I feel like a lot of families know what they're doing. Um, a lot of parents, in-laws, they know what they're doing. Um, and what do you guys think about respect? I mean, do you also agree with us or do you not? I would love to know your thoughts, right? I wish I could have like, I wish this was live and we could have a, a full on chat. I really wish I could. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, I do actually do unapologetically Raji talks on there, um, where we can get to talk. You can tell me your thoughts. Um, and we can talk about different subjects, you know, so do follow me on Instagram. But yeah, guys, um, wow, it's so interesting, right? There's so many things that we can talk about. And I want to know from you guys, what do you want to hear on here? Do you want to join me? If you want to join me um, on Instagram, uh, not on Instagram, sorry, on my podcast and talk openly about subjects, then, you know, just drop me an email. Um, if you want to come in here and speak anonymously, then also drop me an email or follow me on Instagram and send me a message there. But this is Unapologetically Reggie. I am Reggie O'San. Thank you so much for listening to me and I shall be back with another talk and have a lovely week.